1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast—the podcast where we talk about Blizzard Entertainment and its many games, as and occasionally something else. Like you know, if there is some really big news, we might cover that too. Uh, This week, however, um, I myself and my two magnificent co-hosts, Liz Harper and Joe Perez, have nothing to talk about because nothing is happening on the Blizzard front. Mm -hmm. So this entire show is going to be about underwater basket weaving. I am lying through my teeth. If you believed that, I feel really. You know, bad. I watched
0: a, a YouTube video, of, like from a couple creators that are makers that did an underwater ba- ba- uh, basket weaving yeah. episode. It was actually truly fascinating to watch people actually cool attempt it. It really is.
1: There, there used to be college courses on it and
0: stuff. It's, it's a very useful technique. Yeah, However, people, people think it's, they think this isn't a real thing that people just do it as a joke. No, this was a real thing.
1: Oh yeah, it works for a lot of things, but. um just because that's not the podcast we're doing. Let's instead talk about so much stuff happening. Um, I think right now today we're going to get to the really big news, but I want to first mention something that is maybe a little less big, but is still pretty cool. Uh, Hearthstone's battleground season four is today as we're recording this. It's right now. Um, Yes. I in the past have forgotten to mention Hearthstone and so forth. And that's a mistake because while Liz is talking about Hearthstone, I can drink. So, (laughs) I am going, not alcohol. I I don't drink alcohol. I I am an informed alcoholic. I have been off that stuff for years, but I can drink this lovely blackberry beverage here. So I'm going to do that. And Liz is going to talk about Hearthstone's Battlegrounds Season 4.
2: I mean, the Battlegrounds Season 4 is actually maybe the biggest update to Battlegrounds that we have ever seen. It's uh, usually, I mean, it kind of has a a seasonal approach. This is only the fourth official season, but it always kind of had... You know, updates would come kind of in between expansions, kind of midway, and they would add things, they would remove things, but they've standardized the season. This is the biggest change we have seen yet. Uh, one of the one of one of the biggest changes of this biggest changes is that they've removed poisonous as a keyword, which is going to be really interesting to see in in practice. Uh, poisonous minions with poisonous will instantly kill anything they touch. And it was a mainstay of Merlot compositions, and now it's been replaced with something called Venomous, which is the same, but it only works on the first attack. So it used to be, if you got a poisonous minion and you, like, kept buffing them, you would just slaughter all opposition, because it would hit something and it would kill it, and it would hit something and it would kill it, and then it would hit something else and it would kill that, and before you know it, your opponent doesn't have anything on the board. Uh... I just there's a lot of changes there are new keywords there's a new they've removed the uh mega wind fury keyboard a keyword wow there's so much going on and they have they have added so many minions there are tons and tons of new minions. If you enjoy battlegrounds now is a good time to jump in because there is so much new and you know, after playing a season for you know three four months, it can start to feel a little samey. It's not going to feel samey starting today because there's just such a pile of changes. The whole meta is you know throw it out the window. It is all new right now. It's it's going to be a lot of fun seeing how it's going to shake out.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at some of the uh, changes here. Uh, I'm not going to try to list all of them, but I do no. like that they've they've altered the mana saber here. They've it's a new beast. Uh mana saber with death rattle. It summons two coblings with taunt. Um, I don't like the idea of coblings, you know, getting hurt. But nevertheless, it's it's a pretty cool uh, new new minion that they've introduced. So there, and there's a there lot of s- them.
2: So many, so many. It's yeah. yeah. I was like, I asked, I asked Phil to write a post on this, and he wrote sixteen hundred words. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I asked for a post. I don't know that I asked for this, but okay, that's just that's just. A uh, gives you a sense of the of how many changes there are. Um, it's it's just going to feel like a whole different game when you jump in and play. So uh, also the other thing is buddies gone again. Uh, so those are out. Maybe we'll see them again in the future, but uh, for now it's just the straight basic game with a whole heck of a lot of changes.
1: Yeah. So that's you know if you haven't played battlegrounds in a while or maybe never played it like myself uh, maybe you want to go check it out uh, i'm i'm interested just to see the sheer volume of changes uh also though the um coming up i think again today and lasting until the 22nd this time is overwatch has got its starwatch galactic rescue event happening which has a bunch of different skins the they're all space themed um i mean
2: the the current overwatch season has kind of this space opera theme going on but this event is kind of it's a special. 4v4 game mode that takes place on a modified version of the Horizon Lunar Colony map and it kind of tells the story of this alternate universe that all of these weird skins are based on and I do like it when Overwatch tries to do some storytelling because you know it's that PvE mode that I'm interested in. I'm really interested in the story of Overwatch and uh, so I think this is really cool but this afternoon a friend of mine actually made the comment that the Overwatch team is doing a lot of work to tell stories about anything but Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, Because yeah, that's fair. It actually feels yeah. a little
1: bit like Overwatch events have turned into Heroes of the Storm, mm, uh, where yeah. Heroes of the Storm was constantly like, here's a new Thrall skin and here's the weird, twisted backstory. <laughs> or, you know, here's a bunch of mecha skins and here's the mecha world that they all come from. And it was like, this is very cool. But what are you doing? I mean, you you said you were going to have an actual story for Heroes of the Storm, and they even introduced unique characters from the worlds of heroes, and then they didn't really do anything with that. And it was like, guys, guys, I missed that. That was
0: was so much fun. Those original characters were great.
1: Yeah. I mean, I liked Giant Coffin on her back, girl. Um, (laughs) I don't remember her name. Sorry, because it's been a while since I've really thought about heroes, but she was good to play, although I still loved playing Malfurion. I love playing Malfurion partially because everyone's like, you're playing Malfurion? I was like, he's a good healer. It's not my fault. He's and a jerk. It,
0: and it was Orphea, by the way, because she was one of my favorites. Orphea,
1: yes, thank you. Uh, but yeah, so I, I do think it's a little weird that they're going the alternate history route. Uh, so, but then again, they kind of always have done that. The Junkenstein event is very much that.
2: Yeah, this is this is supposed to be sort of like the Junkenstein event. So, uh, I mean, it seems it sounds really cool. I love to see them getting into storytelling modes. Uh, but then the question is, okay, okay, guys, you were gonna give us a PVE mode, and it was supposed to come out early 2023, which I don't know if it's technically early 2023 anymore. If so, it's not gonna be for long. Quarter
1: quarter one, yeah, you can get away with it saying early to like April. Once you're past April, you're not in early
0: anymore. Once you once you pass the first quarter, you're in mid.
1: I mean I, I yeah, I guess. I don't know. I feel like mid is June, but Which is which well, is we, three weeks away. Yeah, we I understand. Not that
2: that. Far. Yeah.
1: I understand that. Uh believe me, because again the Diablo Four drama is, is pounding <laughs> in my skull. So let's uh do you have anything else you want to talk about Galactic Rescue? Or should we move on to talking about the, the devs live? Let's
2: uh, let's keep going.
1: Okay. Um tomorrow uh at 11, eleven AM Pacific, there's gonna be another Diablo Four uh dev live stream. This one's gonna be talking about seasons and and battle pass. Um, don't know what they're going to say. They've already talked about seasons in Metal Pass before, so maybe they're just going to reiterate that, or maybe they have new information for us. I I don't know. Uh, that's what we'll be watching the the live stream to find out. Uh, but I will say that I I hope I hope that they they stick around with the idea that they had for like each season having its own narrative hook and it actually having new story and new quests and stuff. That I think was a really good idea. I I love Diablo Three season, but they mm-hmm. narratively they are nothing there is yeah. no new story in them. And that's, that's not like objectionable or anything, but I actually, yeah, I, I kind of find it objectionable. I, I want, they did weird things that, to put story in the game at odd moments. Do you guys remember when they introduced like that whole cathedral of blood thing mm-hmm. and they just stuck it out? Like um, <laughs> I think it was like on the same map as Sesheron. Like it was just off mm-hmm. in the corner there and you could, and then there was an Island too. They also put in a new Island, with like, there was story there. There were no quests to go there or anything, but there was a story about this weird Island full of like horrible monsters. And I was sitting there going, this is really cool, but you you just sort of jammed it in and then walked away. You know, this could have been the basis of something. Uh, so yeah, I, I hope they do continue that, that story season thing. Uh, but I'm going to say for you guys, what are you looking forward to? What do you want? The, what do you hope they're going to say about seasons and battle passes here? We'll go with Joe first.
0: Uh, Battle passes, I want to continue to remain being nothing but cosmetics or uh, just fun things that are, you know, not game breaking or uh, not items that will, you know, deeply change the way you play. Um, Give me an incentive, but don't don't make it a money grab, which I know who knows. Um, As far as seasons go, I really would like there to be um, almost like a content release thing where seasons matter and i'm with you on that because i think one of the things about diablo 3 like seasons never matter to me because i tend to like story and diablo is the universe and and i talk about this with wow all the time diablo is a game that i can see falling into almost like the free rpg or mmorpg category where you just constantly release new story and updates and move along like dc universe online is still producing content um like and still has a continuing story, like years later, like fourteen years later, um and i I could see like Diablo doing that. I'd like to see seasons maybe play with that a little, like you said, like you had those things in Diablo three where it's like here's some extra stuff that got added it has some story, and it's kind of haphazard, and you know, or it's the necromancer or it's this island or whatever the case is. I'd like to see maybe seasons focus on broadening the story between major drops, if that's what they're going to do. Cause I don't even think they've told us what they're going to do with after the game releases, right? Like they haven't mentioned, like if there's going to be like a release cycle or if they're going to do expansions or we
2: we do know there will be a seasonal cycle. And I believe they've said quarterly.
0: Okay. So I mean,
2: seasons and new battle passes,
0: well, which is fine for quarterly, but we don't know if like, if that's Mm -hmm. what those, what that is going to be. So if they tell us that seasons are going to be like mini patch contents or whatever that like go forward and, are done instead of expansions i'd be okay with that i don't know i'm gonna stop talking now and let you all talk liz
2: i mean i'd like to hear more about their seasonal model we have heard you know kind of we've heard the big picture about seasons and battle passes i would love some hard details on the kind of content we're going to get in seasons they have said there's going to be story content in seasons like new zones i i would just like I would like some hard details and I would like to know when the first season starts. I would like to know when we're going to jump into that and what kind of content we start to see after we've, you know, committed that 150 hours to playing Diablo 4 to max level.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if you're making the game something where you have to take that much time to get to max level to start the Paragon journey, and that's just to start it. You have to play 150 hours just
2: to get there. I actually believe Paragon unlocks at level fifty, so oh, okay. halfway yeah. through you're Good. gonna you unlock Paragon before you hit like all the way at end.
1: That's interesting. Must be yeah, but it's a separate, entire separate system. It's it's tiles and so forth. Yeah, there. but it, regardless, I mean, you're gonna be spending a lot of time in this game just getting there. So yeah, it would be nice to know how the seasons are gonna play into that. Uh, when we're gonna see our first one? Um, how long before? We see it like it would be my hope that we don't see it until July at the earliest. Um, I don't want it to come in the middle of June. I want people to get a chance to just play Diablo before they have to start thinking about the new stuff, but we'll see what I, happens.
2: I think uh, we put out a prediction about that and I believe it was September.
1: That, that'd be, that'd be ideal in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh,
2: so give it, give people plenty of time to play the game and then add yeah. a new seasonal thing.
1: Whatever it is. But also uh, I, I, kind of have to error you know, have to echo Joe here in that I don't want the battle pass to be anything that I ever feel even remotely. Like I have to do this. Um, I do not want to feel that way. Uh, if I, if I ever feel like, well, you know, I'm just, one of the reasons I stopped playing Diablo immortal was the fact that I could just not get over mm. the fact that they wouldn't stop telling me about how bad I was doing because I didn't have these things that I could have bought. Instead, I was grinding to get them, and you know everybody's ahead of you. And I was like, "No, I'm done. I'm done." So you yeah. know,
2: Diablo, Diablo Immortal might not feel so bad if it just didn't nag you all the time about yeah, go to yeah. the store
1: and buy this new deal. Yeah, you, you even have to go to the store just to get your daily free thing. They can't mm-hmm. just give it to you. They make you like you know remember to go to the store to get your free thing. And while you're there, it's like, oh, like I, I'm trying to play a vi- <laughs> I'm trying to play a video game here. I'm not trying to work a second job. Uh, um, yeah. So, yeah, that was that was not great. Uh, I should mention, though, since we're talking about uh, the Diablo live stream on the 10th, two days after that, on the 12th, we're going to see uh, two days of Diablo four server slam uh, beta event, which means they're literally saying download the beta and jump on. And we don't care how many of you do it. We would like it if lots of you did it. Yeah,
0: they want to see what the breaking <laughs> point is. They want to see what the, the, yeah. they really want to mm-hmm. stress test it.
1: Yeah, and keep in mind this this does mean that it might not necessarily be the best experience if you go into it thinking you're just going to be playing Diablo 4 the, the, the purpose here is not watch you know here's how cool Diablo 4 is let's play lots of it the purpose here is how many people can we get on this server before it explodes <laughs> so if you keep that in mind if you're a, if you're somewhat patient with the sudden crashes and stops and you log back in when it's up again and all your progress is gone again to beta. Uh, it's a test. So don't, don't go into this, you know, treating it like it's just a, a perk and oh, oh, yay. No, no, it's not good. You're, that's why you're there. You're there to make this happen. You're there to break it, uh, so that they can see how you broke it and fix it. Like, okay, we need to make sure that, you know, if it gets this many calls to the server, it doesn't go into a loop like that. That's bad. Uh, that sort of thing. So, yeah, but, but that is definitely happening, uh, this week, uh, cause it's the ninth. Uh, so the 12 is three days away. That's Friday, no. so yeah,
2: uh, that will be happening all weekend. It starts on Friday at noon Pacific, and uh, I think it ends it, Monday it runs, noon, doesn't it? I don't think so. I think this one actually ends on Sunday evening. Okay. Uh, Last the, time it kept the, going
1: until like noon at the middle yeah, of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll the, see what happens. The, the
2: world boss will be available. Uh, I think it's once every hour or every couple of hours. It's going to be up much more often than it was in the original beta. And uh, if you go and kill the world boss, you will get a special reward in the live game. You will get, like, a horn thing that looks like you yanked it off the boss and it will, like, be attached to your mount. So you can get that cool, weird, giant horn that you can just carry around on your mount forever if you jump into the beta and uh, kill the world boss sometime this weekend. You can also still... Yeah, you can also still get any of the other beta rewards, like the wolf cosmetic, the baby wolf cosmetic, which you can carry around, which you get by just going and leveling to 20 during the beta this weekend, which is going to be the max level.
1: It's going all the way to 100?
2: No, no, Uh, you can, 20 is the max level. You have to level to 20 to get the baby wolf, but 20 is actually the max level in this beta. It was 25 last Yeah, beta, I was thinking, so they- I was just thinking that, yeah. Yeah, they they dialed it down a tiny bit.
1: Okay, uh, that that makes more sense than yeah. And by the way, you can hit level one hundred. I'm like, why? How? Like in the first <laughs> yeah, zone?
2: That would uh, that would be really tough. But yeah, people are very creative. I you can't never jam
1: 150 hours of gameplay into two <laughs> days. Blizzard. I don't know what you're thinking. Like that time machine isn't going to work that well. Uh, but regardless, yeah, that's that's still pretty cool. I am excited to hear about that. Um see what else should we talk about Blah blah blog blah. posts I, mm. go ahead
2: i actually have a diablo 3 thing which is not actually new news but i discovered it this past week that kind of plays into our diablo 4 discussion diablo 3 seasons they will be continuing after season what are we in are we in twenty eight right, right now yeah. yeah they will be continuing uh from here They haven't given us a specific schedule, but season 29 will have its own unique theme. But after season 29, we're going to have themes that are remixes of old themes. So they're going to continue this seasonal thing in Diablo 3, but we aren't going to get any like big development on it moving forward. So I I think that's, I think that's, I think that's a good, uh, a good kind of mix. So people who still like Diablo 3 and Diablo 3 is fun in a different way than Diablo Four can mm-hmm. keep playing, keep enjoying the seasons. It's just it's, it's going to get a little repetitive. But you know, yeah. we've we've had twenty eight seasons, so yeah. there's a lot to a lot to dig through.
1: And there'll be like if with season twenty nine comes out with its own unique theme, that means we will have fifteen themed seasons because mm-hmm. they started with season fourteen. That's a fair amount of stuff to mix and match with. Um, I, I I think we proposed that a long time ago. Uh, yeah, we, you eventually- wrote.
2: I, you wrote a post about it and i think yeah. you said exactly that is what we should do
1: yeah I, i'm not surprised that's actually really heartening to, that they're going to keep mm. some kind of development going forward even if it's not going to be like it's it's it sounds like it's going into quote-unquote maintenance mode yeah but, but is I, that's not to with three of the games out you can't have live development yeah. on three of them um at some point you've got to pick uh diablo 4 is the new hotness it obviously needs to be getting the development and diablo 2 has its own dedicated team mm-hmm. so i feel like that those are the two you would see going forward immortal is obviously getting its own design team as well it just it's time for d3 to take a break um yeah uh, so i that's that's that seems that makes sense i'm glad that you you found that out i wish i'd heard that That that's really cool um hmm. okay so we got that news out there uh should we talk about uh yeah, let's we're gonna mention this, but we're not gonna go into too much. Uh we know that there's a blog post coming uh within the next couple of days as we record this. That's going to be from the WoW Dev team and it's gonna talk about something. It's an upcoming content thing. Likely going to be news about ten point one point five, which we're probably gonna get the PTR on any day. Um, but that's it. That's all we know. So we're not gonna sit here and try and speculate uh what does this mean? What does it got, you know. We've got plenty of stuff to talk about in the actual (laughs) patch 10.1 that we have, and we haven't even covered it yet. So we're just going to put that out there, and now we're going to start talking about patch 10.1, unless either Liz or Joe have anything they want to say about this uh, announcement that's coming in two days.
0: Nope, just looking to see what it is.
2: Uh, I... I will say that it's scheduled for Thursday, the 11th. The wow team has been starting to put out kind of weekly schedules and they'll mention when they're going to make blog posts. So if you're listening to this on Friday, then you will already know, you will know more than we do in this moment.
1: Uh, Welcome to time dilation guys. But yeah, okay, so let's let's talk about patch 10.1 because that's been out for a week now and people have gotten to, to play with it and look at it. But this week, uh, as we're talking right now, the servers are up and season two has officially begun. Um, the, the new uh, Mythic Dungeons are ready to... They're not... They're, we know them. We, they're, they're the same Mythic Dungeons, but not the same ones from last season. They're different Mythic Dungeons. Uh, that's, that's all set up and ready to go. Avarice is now open on all difficulties. Uh, normal, heroic, mythic, and LFR. Uh, first wing of LFR only. But all of that's available. And you can start you know, playing in it. You can get a look at it. Um, you guys haven't... Obviously, you haven't gotten a chance to raid yet. You're raiding tonight or tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow.
0: We are. Tomorrow yeah. night's our raid.
1: Yeah. Um, any particular thing you're looking forward to? I mean, I know, Joey, you've been doing Mythic Plus a lot. Anything you want to talk about there?
0: Uh, I'm just looking forward to, I mean, diving back in. I want to experience the new, uh, the new FXs. I want to, I uh, just have fun with the new stuff. I, I, I was looking at some of the uh, the throughput for, uh, resto shaman, and I'm, I want to get in while the getting's good and kind of enjoy it before they nerf it because it's going to happen. <laughs>
2: Uh, I, Resto Shaman, uh, WoW had published a post about, uh, tier rankings for healers today. Resto Shaman is A tier. Yeah, no longer D tier. Look at that. Look at that. Getting there while it's hot. Yeah.
0: They,
2: they also said that Holy Paladins are A tier, even though the post they (laughs) published about why to play a Holy Paladin was just. A Thousand Reasons Why You Shouldn't Play a Holy Paladin because the class is terrible. So... but if you about- like that? <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> it's... Uh, yeah, so it's it's kind of like, I'm not, I'm not really sure where I stand here right now because I've ho- heard it's bad and also it's one of the best healers in the game and I just don't know. My brain is breaking it, in two different the, directions.
0: The interesting thing is we're getting to a point in the game where there's starting to become a... I don't want to call it a distinction, but I, I don't know what else to call it where healers are starting to fall back into almost old niche roles and mm-hmm. we talked about this years ago and we talked about whether this is a good thing or a bad thing and and everybody's opinion on it is different but the, uh, the rankings vary too like if you depend, like if you're looking at what's the best raid healer versus what's the best mythic healer what's the best uh pvp healer like everything sort of like mixes because the toolkits are starting to get varied and the new talent system has really thrown that more into uh more into being than anything else. Like we've discovered this this past uh tier that your talent choices make such a wild difference in your effectiveness based off of content, uh, that like the tiers tier rankings honestly don't matter. <laughs> uh mm-hmm. because
1: well I I just want to say I, this much. I, I remember when we were doing um Council, the, the council fight in uh Vault, mm-hmm. we had a holy paladin who healed the melee, and she was a godsend. She, you know, she, if without her, I don't think we would have killed it.
0: Liz, uh, Liz she, routinely she, she beat, really, the, she, beat the pants off of me in that fight,
1: yeah, but she routinely struggled on uh, what's the name of that horrible uh, the As- death, the ascendant fight?
0: Oh, yeah, Dethia. oh
1: god, yeah. that was a
2: yeah that was a bad fight for us paladins yeah and that was that's a bad fight for a, me too a,
1: a lot of the fights really affect what healer your specs or what healer talent builds are going to be the best ones mm-hmm. or even and, useful yeah because it's like can you can you stand still for four seconds and get off a really big heal or no. can you or no. can you do
0: what druids druids can do and heal like a uh a, a, you know Turret, uh, like a trank. like you can just go and go and go and not have to worry about stopping. Like it, it's interesting, and who has talents to accommodate it? Because not everybody has the same talents anymore. The yeah, spread, exactly. the spread's more varied. So, like I find it I, interesting.
2: I I want to jump in here about uh, Dathia the Ascended. Uh, Rexroy posted a video this week about soloing Dathia, <laughs> uh, which apparently took him two and a half hours, but oh, he did Lord. it. He did it, and it was all thanks to a snail toy, which you could summon the snail, and you were immune to knockbacks or movement impairing effects. You would just sit there. So he would like summon and the snail would also hit Dathia while, you know, you were you were on the snail. So he would summon the snail to get away from the knockback, and then he'd get off the snail for a while and hit Dathia and heal himself, and then he'd get on the snail so he didn't get knocked off the platform uh for like two and a half hours. Uh but there That's you go, Dafia. That's, Dathia, yeah, was, like, a was, was I, I think it's a toy or something from uh, from Zerulet Cavern. Wow.
1: Okay. It must have a really but forgiving it, summon time because, man, that's that's the kind of thing really really hard it, to like plan for. It so
2: can sure. be, yeah, it can be summoned in combat. I believe they have already nerfed it so you cannot repeat this. <laughs> but uh, it it it's a hilarious video. He's just sitting there on a snail and the snail is attacking Dathia. So yeah, yeah, the power of snails.
1: Oh well, we knew snails were bad because anybody who ran Mister Pandaria remembers the gastropods.
0: Oh no, oh, no, we're yeah. not. We're not oh. talking about that again. We're done. We're done. Podcast over.
1: He was pulling his headphones off and leaving. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that that's not news. But I, I honestly, just, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing like, you know, first of all, I want to see like what happens with the race to world first. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, boss fight. I can't remember the, the end boss because I'm always confusing him with the Notharian image. Uh, it's the it's the the the, Dr- the who's the kind of like the hey, secondary yeah. villain of this thing. I can't remember his name, but you guys know who he is. Um, he I, I want to see who gets to roll first on that. I want to see if taking that week away that people used to have to run uh, normal and heroic before going into mythic, um, it just means they're going to be doing more splits and running more normal heroic, and then trying to do mythic almost the same time. Uh, that's kind of how it went last time. If I'm not insane, like I remember like yeah. for the first couple of days, there was nothing. Uh, I remember you even commented on it because you were, weren't you doing like you were covering some of the mythic race.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was doing, I was doing some casting for BDGG. For, yeah, and and
1: you, uh, you made a point that nobody was doing anything for the first couple of days. They were not they hadn't even yeah. touched any of the bosses. They were just running normal heroic splits.
2: Uh, And that's going to be the same this, this time around too. I mean, I was watching some earlier and they were doing like normal splits or they were running Mythic plus because it used to be mythic would go live a week after normal and heroic. So they had a week to gear up before heading into mythic. Now they Mm -hmm. don't have that time. So everyone's going to do three, two, three, four days of gearing before they even head into mythic for the most part. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, I think it makes the early part of the race maybe a tiny bit less exciting because it's just if you tune into any of these streams, it's like, okay, we're just doing normal like five hundred times.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: And uh everybody's okay, gonna like
1: go okay. one of their you know, we're gonna like decide which character which players main will be coming and then everyone else is gonna get on an alt and we're gonna run this and then we're gonna switch. Yeah,
2: that was yeah. that was uh, yeah, that's been really bad in some of these tiers, like the uh, uh, Sanctum of Domination was particularly oh, yeah, bad because oh, yeah. they were doing dozens and dozens and dozens of Anduin splits for their tier pieces. And oh, wow, we just I was so sick of watching people kill Anduin.
1: Yeah, I, I was actually wondering, I mean, one of the things that Ian Hasacostas mentioned was that they know that this isn't great, mm-hmm. but that people are doing this. They know this is not engaging it's not fun for anybody doing it. It's not even fun for the the, the groups pursuing, you know, mythic world first yeah. kills. Uh, nobody likes doing this. They just do it because it's the it's the mathematically most optimal way to get geared up to pursue. So I don't right. know if they have anything planned. They certainly don't have anything planned for now. But I don't know if their next uh, raid is going to see any kind of mechanic to make that not doable.
2: I um, do. There is one thing they've changed between last tier and this tier um it used to be it's like someone would get gear and then you know they'd have x number of hours to trade it so in the raid they would give all of their gear to one player and then that player would log off and that timer would freeze so they could do all of their splits and then later decide who got that gear to make sure they had the right characters geared up but this tier that timer continues while they're logged off. So you've got a little less forgiving. Um, yeah.
1: You basically will have to make decisions. They'll probably okay. have to make this decisions beforehand. Like they'll, they'll set up. Okay. If X drops, it's going to Y sort of thing.
2: I mean, um, the thing is there's so much like luck involved and oh, yeah, we've absolutely. seen in previous tiers that it's like, they don't just have one character. They may have like, you know, everyone may have like a half dozen of their character Mm-hmm. And you know it's like the one that gets the tier pieces. That's the one that's going to be in the raid, not any of your other characters. And you're like, it's it's a little bit nuts, but here we are. Here we are. That's that's the state of the game.
1: Yep, uh, but that's happening um, right now. Really, I mean, there are people yeah. doing there are people doing their splits right now. Uh, one, we recording this. Go ahead, Liz.
2: One other thing that I think is interesting about them releasing everything at the same time is that it kind of puts guilds on a more even playing field. Because you get these big professional guilds like Team Liquid, like uh, Echo Method, who just, they're like serious hardcore. They're very consistent in the world first race. And if you have Normal and Heroic release a week early, they're going to full-time play through Normal and Heroic. More, it's hard to call any of these guilds casual guilds. But uh slightly more casual guilds, may not have the time to have all of their raid team take a week off to play normal and heroic before the mythic race even starts. So now everyone is starting to gear up at the same time, Mm -hmm. which kind of opens up the race to more lower end guilds. Guilds that maybe didn't have as much chance to compete because they couldn't afford... To spend, you know, two, three, four weeks taking off and doing these raids.
1: I mean, one of the things to point out is a lot of these, a lot of mythic first raid guilds have sponsors. Oh, yeah. They can afford to do stuff like say, okay, we're taking, you know, May off of your work. Don't, you know, take, get your vacation time straightened out or whatever, because we're doing it. And if they're, if they don't, if they can't do it normally, they can afford to be like carried. Uh, There's, there's money there. Whereas for Mm -hmm. a lot of other guilds, it's, you know, they may be just as good, but they don't have a sponsor and, you know, they're just doing what they can. So that is something that is interesting in that it will, it will prevent quite as much of a gear run on. Uh,
0: I mean, it's,
2: there's certainly still a discrepancy between those big professional teams and kind of smaller teams. Like, um, the amount of, the amount of gold a guild like liquid spins on the race on not just consumables, But they will have people jump into, you know, their splits groups, just, you know, people, players who are of a certain item level and will be able to trade gear. And they pay them in gold for like, okay, you come along, you trade your gear to us, we'll give you X amount of gold. And so running things like that is a tremendous amount of gold that they spend on this and on buying BOEs and everything. Mm -hmm. It's huge. Most guilds the normal average player is not going to have resources like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we will see how that ends up working and so forth. Uh, also this new world boss uh, going to be up and the fire rack assaults are tomorrow or is today? that today? Today. today. Okay. Uh, I, I saw it t- tomorrow when you note about it, but I didn't remember if you did that yesterday or not. Sorry. <laughs> uh, time again, but yeah, f- yeah. fire assaults are started up. So if you want to start I... running around, hitting those there, they're, they're going to be in the dragonflight world. So um... go
2: ahead. As as with Deathwing, so many years ago, there is an achievement you can get by letting Fryak fly over and murder you.
1: But if you're like if you like achievements that much, then by all <laughs> means go get <laughs> murdered by Fyrak. <laughs> uh
2: why not? Why not? I mean he's a giant dragon, he's setting everything on fire, you're probably flammable, so Everything's he get in his flammable. way.
1: This happen. <laughs> I was like just watching a video today the other day of how someone said, like, making a, a bonfire out of steel wool. Uh, you can burn steel wool because the steel is so spaced by air that it will oxygenate fast enough oh, to wow. actually burn. Uh, whereas, it, obviously, you can't really burn a block of steel. But if you make steel wool out of it, yeah, you can burn it. Uh, so, yeah, everything's flammable if you just try hard enough. Um, so, yeah, that that's that's happening. Uh, we mentioned that the world bosses are going to be they're in the game right mm-hmm. now, the, the, new, one, the yep. new ones. The yep. new ones, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, how many are there 2 or what? It, there is there is just one world boss encounter but it is two discharged. There are like two bosses in the world boss.
1: Okay, so yeah, it's a, it's like a mini council or something. Okay.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. We, we've we've seen very... bosses like that before going all the way back to the Twin Emps. We we know the deal. So that's happening. That's cool. Um and I we didn't mention this one, and it's also listed. The uh, Wrath Classic 3.4.2, uh, the Phase 3 PTR, went up last week. So mm-hmm. if you're curious to see like, what, what's going on with that, uh, the, the PTR is there for you to test. Phase 3 is the, the Cru- Trial of the Crusader stuff?
2: Trial of the Crusader, yeah.
1: Yeah, I can never remember what their current phase system, what's what in it. Uh, they've had their their old in in Wrath Classic for a while now. Um, longer than I think it was in the real game, which is something they said yeah. they wanted to do. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um,
2: um, one of the things that's on the PTR is new Titan runes. Uh, you know, they have Titan rune dungeons in Wrath Classic, which mm-hmm. are a little like Mythic Plus in uh, Retail WoW, but uh, there are upgraded Titan runes that are on the PTR that uh, add an increased level of difficulty. Again, and presumably there will be increased eye level of loot. They seem to have been making a real effort to make dungeons continue to feel relevant. So it's like, it's not like, you know, when Wrath was out there, it's like you had Alduar for a short amount of time and then Trial of the Crusader came out and the gear was so much better that you just never went back to Alduar. Maybe you go and finish it because it's really cool, but there was no reason to go back and run it. And... They seem to be working really hard to make all levels of content worth playing, instead of just completely fading out and being overshadowed.
1: Did they do that thing um, for the first phase when it was we were going into phase two? They put uh, ten man old not old war ten man Naxxramas loot yeah into the Titan Room dungeons, and they they made the twenty five man loot drop in both ten and twenty five. Did they do anything with old war loot and the new dungeons? Have have we heard anything about that?
2: I have not heard anything, but I would guess that they're going to continue that where it's kind of like the loot levels kind of go down a difficulty. So you get low level raid gear in your Titan rune dungeons and you get slightly higher level raid gear in your raid dungeons.
1: Oh, well, that, that's still worth finding out about. That's pretty cool. I think we've covered everything. Have wow. we? I don't think did we, we really actually,
2: know. did we actually cover the entire <laughs> massive pile of things that is, ha- that are happening right now? Yeah, oh, wow. um, I think we, I think we, yeah. Oh, wow.
1: That's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, you could argue we could talk more about some of these things, but we have pretty much covered everything. So I'm going to actually try and get us to, through some emails this time. Let's see what happens. Although none of these are emails <laughs> this week. These are all from our, our uh, discord server. So thank you guys so much. Uh, discord server help is much appreciated for questions for the show. Uh, Going to do the spiel. If you have a question for the podcast, uh, you can again use our Discord server. We have two channels. One is for our patrons because patrons pay the bills and and we like to give them that back. That's one of the things that we told them that we would do. So we would like to do that. That's the uh, uh, patron Q and podcast questions channel. But we also have a uh, Q and podcast questions channel for non patrons because we do understand and do, we really love our listeners and our community, whether or not you're a patron. Uh it's it's still great that you guys, you know, listen to our stuff and read our posts and all that good stuff. So, we do still look there too. We just didn't have anything from them this week, unfortunately. But we do have a bunch of stuff uh from our other channel. So, um this time I'm just going to pick one and read it and then you guys can alternate depending on your whims. Uh this one is from Dashfen, uh which is pronounced Dashfen. So I I got it right without reading that again. It's having seen the new talent system for some time now, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm going to answer it first. Cause I grabbed the question. I think it still needs work. Uh, I think they have been working on it. Uh, they've, they've worked on it now through you know two minor patches and now a major patch. They've done significant work on it. I definitely feel like it's getting better. Iteration is working. It doesn't make it perfect. Um, and it really depends on your class. Some classes, still seem to be struggling, but I think honestly, uh, I, I like it overall. Um, I, I am still the kind of person who doesn't like it when I feel like a talent system has, you put an extra point in something just to keep you there. Um, and we still have that to a degree, not as bad as it was in vanilla, but there's a lot of talents where it's like one out of two. And I'm like, why do I have to pick this twice? Just you want me to pick this twice just so I have to spend an extra talent point on it. So I can't get this thing over here. And I don't like talent trees that are designed. I don't mind having, you can't get this and this, but if you want me to not be able to get this and this, don't make it because I have to put two points in something. I I just, I find that an inelegant solution. It feels like you're just making the talent not good until I get two points in it. And that's not something I enjoy. Uh, Also buff warriors just because I play warriors a lot and I (laughs) like them, but I honestly don't really feel like warriors talents are in a bad place. Uh, I think my my paladin is getting more play lately just because I, I feel like they've started to really make the paladin feel distinct enough to want to play it, although there's still some significant problems. Uh, my paladin is mainly holy. I'm not a good holy paladin. I'm not Liz, but I that's mainly what my paladin does, and I'm just now starting to feel like I can come up with a talent build for it where I feel comfortable playing it. And we're... How many months into this now? Six months? Seven months? Yeah,
2: a couple. You know, one or two or six. Yeah.
1: We've we've seen three patches, <laughs> you know. So I, I don't feel like that that's a great feeling. Uh, and there were there were some talents, you know, some talent specs that have just straight up gotten complete redesigns uh, in this time. So it's had its ups and downs. It's been bumpy, but overall, I am not as angry with it as I thought I would be by a huge amount. Like I I like the system. I just think it needs more. Which one of you wants to go next? Oh, let's go. <laughs> I, yeah, that, dude, that's not,
2: I, you can't vote her. I see you. I see you over there trying to trying to talk as little as possible because when Matt oh. and I get going, I think we can both just talk.
0: Oh no, um, I, I'm first. just trying. I'm trying to have some somewhat positivity before I come in. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> um, I I have really enjoyed the new talent system. I don't. It's not perfect. I mean, it's impossible to make a system. This massive with this many choices, it's impossible to make a system like that. That is perfect. There are, you know, there are balance issues and there are going to be balance issues. There's just no way around that. But I think overall, it's pretty fun. It allows you more choices and more flexibility than we've had in previous talent systems. Even though we wind up with cookie cutter builds, I feel like it's like I have the choice to go this direction. I have the choice to go that direction. Oh, I need an interrupt for this fight. I'll just spec into an interrupt now. And I can I can do things like that and make choices to give myself different strengths and allow myself to have different weaknesses because I'm going over here to pick this up or that up. I I really like it. I don't know that Paladin is in an awesome place. Retribution has gotten a lot better. They've really fleshed out the retribution tree. Mm, Holy remains a little weird because it's it's like Holy is a melee spec. It just is. Holy Paladin is a melee spec. There's no way to get out of melee. And I, you know, I've been kind of looking at the Mistweaver Monk tree like really enviously, because. A mistweaver can go all in on being a melee healer or they can just completely not do that at all. They don't have to take any melee talents. They don't have to do anything over there if they just want to stand out and heal. Or the other way around. You can go all in on melee. And holy paladin, you know, my my dream holy paladin would be if you could really give yourself that choice. Okay, it's going to be really hard for me to be in melee this fight. So, I'm going to spec out of these melee talents and I'm going to focus on being out at range and healing from there. But we we just don't have that option because we have holy power and the best way to generate holy power is far and away by staying in melee and hitting things. So I, I do kind of wish we had more flexibility there. Uh, I think the talent build has improved. Blizzard has continued to iterate on it. I know some specs, they haven't iterated as much. I haven't given them as much attention as they need. But overall, I think it's a really interesting system that adds a kind of flexibility that wow has not had in its talent builds in a long time.
0: J Joe, you're up. Still don't like it. Um, everything that I thought I was going to feel about it. I do maybe not as harshly as I thought I was going to, but here, here's why. And maybe it's a me thing. And this is again, just my opinion. And I don't want to harsh anybody else who's enjoying it, but I have a different spec for every single boss in a raid period because I don't have choices uh, that matter other than that specific talent set or that specific tree or that build for that one boss, because I need to get to something specific. And a lot of times I have to get to that one thing that's specific. And then I have to do what Matt's talking about, where I have to take talents that don't matter or that I just have to put extra points in to get to where I need to go to get the thing that does matter for that one particular boss. And because I feel like if I don't do that, then I might as well not even be doing that boss or, or healing or, or or completing my role because without that talent or without that one particular thing, I'm completely ineffective or reduced so much that uh, it's exceptionally noticeable. Liz, Liz can vouch for how, how hard I take it when I feel like I am not contributing, like I know I can to a group, which sort of leads me down that I also start, don't really feel like there are meaningful choices In the trees right now, because, again, it's not like uh, here are these really these two really cool options and I can use either one of them. It's I can't get this one thing if I need this one thing over here. That's not a meaningful choice. That's just I need this one thing over here. So that choice is already made for me. It has gotten better for a lot of classes. They are continuing to work on it. But right now, I still don't like it. I don't like where it's at for at least me. And I think that it is an illusion of choice more than it is actual choice for some of the specs. And I hope that changes. I hope that they continue to work on it, and I hope they continue to to listen to feedback and maybe work into that. But from my perspective, that one main goal of giving players the, the customization and choice to play how they want to play has already failed from the beginning because you're already forced to spec very specific ways to get key talents that you need to do certain things. Whether it's get an interrupt or you know get a cooldown as a healer, like all of your cooldowns are on there, which that that feels bad. You can't always get all of your cooldowns, which I understand. They want to they want to make have there be some weight there, but it, it doesn't feel good right now to me. So I'm hoping that it continues to get worked on, but I still don't like it. I just yeah, I don't like I don't like feeling like I have to have a different spec for everything I do in the game and a different talent loadout and different build and different bars. Like, I, I literally have it maxed right now. I can't have any more presets, so...
2: Yeah, that's... It's pretty ridiculous that you can only have, you know, X number of presets. It's not even a and high it's number. it's really limited. It's like five it's or It's not six. a high number. It's like, yeah, it's and, and, maybe ten.
0: And every... It's ten. And, and that's and, across
2: all... That's across all your characters. All of your effects.
0: Yeah, and, and everything. And uh, the other ones, like, I literally have a notepad on my computer... For the talent string, so I can just copy and paste them when I need to do one outside of those ten. So, and again, oh, this could ridiculous. be that could be a me thing, and and that's entirely possible with how my brain works. But that's my opinion on it, right? Now. And maybe it'll improve later. But that's where I'm at.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, See, since Joe, what, oh, you,
1: you need to go, go ahead, go Liz. Ahead, Liz.
2: one of the things you're talking about joe and something i feel very strongly as well is wanting to contribute to the group and feeling really bad when i feel like i'm not contributing to the group and the thing with me and holy paladins right now is i don't feel like that is related to talent builds like it's related to how bad a fight is for melee Mm -hmm. if it's a fight that's really hard on melee i am gonna do real bad on it there is no way to spec to do better because yeah. I've got to be. You in don't you don't have
0: that. You don't have that flexibility. And
2: so, yeah, that's kind of what I was getting into. I want more flexibility to be in or out. And the talent tree does not have that flexibility that a, a tiny bit, but they haven't added the key piece, which is you need to be able to generate holy power from out of melee range. And we just don't have we don't have and, a tool set there, even in the talent and, tree.
0: And that kind of goes back to what I was talking about a little bit earlier with the whole healers are starting to get into their like these, ni- these niches again and the talents sort of play into that like you're talking about holy like holy doesn't mm-hmm. have the flexibility to not be a melee healer really at least not with feeling like you're doing anything worthwhile and I, I totally understand that like you and I have had long conversations about this off podcast and, yeah. and, yeah. <laughs> and stuff like this so like Liz and I have gone back and forth and, and talked and, and and I've tried to have an understanding from, from her perspective because so I don't play holy paladin and, and like if I was in Liz's position, that would drive me in- absolutely insane. Like a regular range healer can choose to stand in melee or can choose to stand at range. Yeah, right. Even a a mid a mid range healer like the Drakthier, like an Evoker, can go to its max range and has tons of mobility options too. On top of it, I was going to say
1: with the Drakthier, mm-hmm. even if even if a Drakthier. Can't really go to range the same way other people can. A Dracthea can zip in and out so effectively yeah. that it's, it's oh yeah, not, it's not yeah. a limitation.
0: So like it, it, I find that fascinating because again, like you're being shoehorned into that that niche role almost as much as I am yeah. with mine. Like and it's and it's an artifact of how the talents are set up and how that class is being played based off of or expected to be played based off of that. Okay. So
2: like it's it's interesting because with holy paladins, I feel like it's. It's shoehorned into the class on a much on a higher level than talent. Oh yeah, yeah. it's like fair we enough. We have holy power. Our abilities are our abilities that generate it most effectively think- our melee abilities, and uh, our mastery is based on being close to our target. So we do more healing. I do like thirty percent more healing if I'm in ten yards of my target than I do with someone who's you know across the room. So. You really want to. You've got to stay in melee. You want to stay close to the largest concentration of players, and that's how you heal. You're kind of everything combines to shoehorn you into now, this melee role.
1: Yeah, you no, could theoretically if, have talents that did something about that,
0: that and that's what I'm, that, that would be great. Yeah. And that's what that's kind of what we're getting at, right? Like, there, if if they would give us talents that let us make a choice to accommodate that play style you know, or necessity for everybody, then, then you could do that for like, I think that would be, that would be better. I still don't think it'd be perfect. Cause you still be changing your talent spec out per boss, but, yeah. or, but I mean, like if you, as a player don't like being in melee and you want to play a Holy Paladin, give them a, a choice or give them the ability to choose to not be a melee Holy Paladin. Right. Like that, that's, that's where I'm at. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can harp on this for hours. Of
2: course. The the weird thing is you have a, a negative opinion of it and I have a positive opinion of it, but I think we really think almost the same thing about the system. I think we yeah. have very similar opinions on, the, on it. It's just I lean one way and you lean the other way. But I think for the most part, we completely agree with each other about the weaknesses of it.
1: Yeah, I would agree. It's just that for Joe, the weaknesses overpower the positives and for you, the positives mm-hmm. overpower the weaknesses. Mm-hmm it gives you what you want. I like being able to have an enough. interrupt. <laughs> yeah, it gives it gives you stuff you want enough that the, the negative aspects of it do not detract from it enough for you to not enjoy it. It does not give Joe that. Joe is not getting enough stuff to yeah. overwhelm his negative reaction and I only care about warriors. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not let's let's not gild the lily here. I play other classes, but hmm. other classes if I don't enjoy what they're doing this expansion, I just stop playing them. And I'll try again next expansion, but warriors, if warriors don't work, I do not play world of Warcraft. Yeah. Uh, and you know, that's exacerbated to a certain degree because of like, if I have a huge family calamity, I also don't play world of Warcraft because you know, bad stuff is happening. But I, for me, warriors are the most important class and that's just how it is for me. So when their talents are okay and right now their talents are okay, they need more damage, but that's always going to be what I say. Uh, I feel like there's enough – I feel like warriors – because warriors are always going to be melee. That's not mm-hmm. a question. There's no – no warrior is like, yeah, if only I could go out to range. I haven't heard anybody <laughs> – well, a few, but, you know, most – no one is expecting Arms or Fury warriors to go out at range. Just yeah. They're not expecting this. This is not what they think is going to happen. So no one's upset that there's no talents allowing it. There's no gun talents. There's no talents that make you into, like, a sharpshooter. Or a a dragoon or anything like that. If those talents existed, I'm sure a lot of warriors would like them. But no one's upset that they're not there. Whereas Hmm. the idea of not having ranged options, healers expect ranged options. Healers expect to go out to range. And so having paladins be the melee uh, healer, it's a cool idea. It differentiates them. But it also does come with the baggage that playing melee in world of Warcraft is now and has forever been the worst thing you could do to yourself. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Are you a masochist? What's wrong with you, Matthew? Uh, and so the fact that I only play a Holy Pally shows you what's wrong with me. Cause I want to be in melee. If they had an ability that made it not melee, I wouldn't take it because I feel like <laughs> being out at range is inherently cowardly and shows that you are afraid. Now that's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. This is a video game, but it's the (laughs) mindset of the class that I play. You wouldn't want to be a ranged warrior. That doesn't make any sense. You want to be a ranged warrior, be a hunter. You get a pair. You could have a bear too. You can shoot things and have a bear. Uh, You know, why wouldn't you do that? If you could shoot things and have a bear, why not just be the guys that could shoot things and have a bear? Um, (laughs) So yeah, I think there is a, there's a, a bit of dissonance between, what roles are expected to do? Like, you don't hear a lot of complaining that tank specs don't have a ranged aspect because no one is expecting one. No one thinks tanks should be ranged, except those lonely, lonely warlock players. Um, hey, hey, and- hunters! <laughs>
0: hunters did that in vanilla too. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, but let's be up. Upre- let's be real. No hunters ever really wanted it the way warlocks did. Yeah, warlocks fair. really want. But, but to get back to all of that, I think basically what we're saying is. It comes down to: Do you enjoy what you're getting enough to enjoy to ignore what you're not?
0: Yeah, and, and- it's it's a it's a deeply personal thing, right? Like everybody's going yeah. to feel different about it. Like Liz and I are just talking about, even though we agree on almost every point, uh, we like we pivot different <laughs> ways as a like as a result of that. You know, and it's all going to depend on what you're playing. If you're the type of person that like zeros in on a single class, like we are. <laughs> um, I mean, Matt and I, who at one point in time had the character limit. I think you, I don't know if you still do. I think I deleted a couple characters, uh, which most of mine were shaman and most of Matt's were warriors.
1: Yeah. I, I, I actually think I've got two slots open.
0: <laughs> I think I, I, think I have, I think I have like one or two slots open as well, but like, you know, you, you feel I that- my hunter you feel that more keenly than you do. Like if you just play everything. So like, I don't want to play Like if you were in Liz's situation, I don't want to heal in melee it, I'll just go roll another healer. Maybe I'll try priest and you just go and you find what you want in another class. You know, the the system works fine if that's the way for you, but it's, it's all deeply personal.
1: Well, we've spent a lot of time talking about this one. So I think we're going to have to power through an email really fast and then be done for the day. Uh since Joe technically responded last on that one, I'm gonna make him pick the next one.
0: Uh okay. Do, 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 do. I guess we'll do Metal Zani. Uh greetings watcher, with all the rumblings about new land on the other side of Kalendor, what do you personally want to see on these new lands? Is this where you finally get a Devil Sar mount? Maybe I finally get to tame a Brutosaur, or maybe just playable Tuscar and Vikral who got lost. Uh, I just want to know what fun things you would love to find over there, serious or joking. Give me playable Tuskar. I will say this at every opportunity I get. Playable Tuskar will make me forgive the talent system. I'm saying that right now. Um, honestly, I just want I want to explore. I want to see uh, Avaloran. I want to see uh, what a world or land looks like that wasn't ravaged by the uh, the scourge like we were, and the events that happened over the last. How long has it been in game? 20 years, 20, 35 years, something like that. 38, I think. 38. Uh, over the past 38 years in game time, like think of everything that's happened, the cataclysm and everything else. And we don't know how they fared. We don't know what happened over there. And the idea of exploring new lands, just the option of exploring excites me because yes, it could be more of the same and it probably will be a lot of uh, a lot of the same stuff we're already used to, but I'm really, really excited for the idea of what happens when these Titan forged races that didn't really get involved in all these major conflicts that we know of, or at least not in a way that we interacted with, how does their society look? That's what I want. All right. When of you to go? Liz, do you want me to go? No. Okay.
1: Robot dinosaurs. Thank you for coming to my Ted talk. <laughs> no, um, I, I mean that. Although I I'm I, straight up. I would love to find out that there was a group of mecha that like ended up like in some crazy place and built a robot jungle complete with robot dinosaurs. I would absolutely love it. I would be totally down for exploring it. Also, I've had this idea for a long time now. Imagine you're you're on Tranor as Nirzul opens his network of po- of portals and everything starts falling apart. What if Gorian ogres Managed to piggyback on his network of portals before he, you know, blew everything up and ended up on some part of Azeroth we've never been to. Started fighting a war to try and conquer wherever they ended up. Maybe they did. Maybe they just managed to to take over part of it. But imagine there's this whole chunk of old Draenor that's just somewhere on Azeroth, right? And so, like, maybe there's really weird orcs who, who like escaped slavery at the hands of the ogres and ran out into like whatever the robot jungle and tamed robot dinosaurs and are riding around on those. Uh, maybe they got like special shooty technology from the mechanomes and the mecha gnomes and, the, and the, and the orcs are like best buddies because they're basically the same thing. Cause remember orcs are the gnomes of Draenor, the smallest and smartest and most technically minded people on that planet are the orcs and the gnomes so yeah robo robo gnomes and and orcs who are like literally wearing like orc alloy. you could finally meet orc alloy <laughs> and just just go there and just run around with this idea all such a weird cool stuff we've never seen before that has nothing to do with anything i just love the idea that they were trying to get away and like they aim for azeroth and just hit a part that we don't we haven't been to yet it's a planet you know i I got the planet what the what you wanted me to end up in some place where orcs are already getting killed (laughs) sorry no i hit this part this is where we are so yeah i i just there's cool stuff i would like to see get developed and and brought in so i'm gonna go with robot dinosaurs and orcs who ride them (laughs) liz
2: man i just want to land on a completely peaceful island where we can just build out a lot of player housing and make our own unique cities and just go crazy this is this is the part of Azeroth where nothing bad happens. It's very pleasant. The weather is nice. There are some beaches. See, I don't uh, think players just, I don't
1: think players well, should be allowed anywhere near that. Don't, well, don't let okay, us go there. That's <laughs> that not good for those do. guys.
2: We we do have a tendency to ruin things, but you know. Just, just give us some nice real estate that we can go and build things. I'm just imagining now you're in a, like you're 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 imagining this place and it's populated
1: by do- talking dodo people, and it's like, oh god, please. <laughs> Hello, it's good to see you. We have no natural antagonisms, and we're completely willing to stand here and let you chop us a apart. No, no, no. Let's go. We're leaving right now. Get back on the boat. But it's so peaceful
2: here. Yes, we're going. <laughs> I, I still, I just, uh, player housing, that's what I'm after. Let's just have a whole, a whole continent where it's like, nothing's happening here. This is a very super boring place. Let's just build a house. Because they're sensible. Like, whenever they, sc- <laughs> they discover a Titan
1: relic ruin, they're like, let's not go in there. Like, I'm pretty sure there's something bad in there. Let's stay away. I'm hearing whispers. Let's move faster. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. That's, that's a cool idea. I like the idea of player housing. And I, I also would like a really big open neutral area that doesn't have anything to, you know, I could just see the adventurers getting bored as heck, but you know, I could, <laughs> there's gonna be some place in Azeroth that doesn't get destroyed constantly so yeah, that's a cool idea
2: somewhere, uh, somewhere
1: but I think that's gonna have us wrapping it up Um, then don't worry Tatsumi, uh and uh, Daylen, uh we'll, we will probably get your questions next week uh, we're gonna definitely push them forward, uh, but at this point I'm gonna turn to Joe and again give him that look like, hey, you're eating something and I'm a dog
0: uh, I mean, yeah, that's pretty on par. Uh Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash Watch. Your continued support means that this podcast signing community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast. Better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue. And an adds free site experience.
1: Every time you do it like that, I keep thinking about when I was a DJ.
0: Yeah, so, I've been yeah. I have been told that I uh, like I can and do go into like dj voice often so
1: i I don't except for like when i remember going hey it's 88.3 wqri fm the rock of bristol county uh and if you know what that is congratulations on going to school in rhode island um (laughs) but i want to thank liz and joe for being here and for making the show so much fun uh especially the pre-show you guys should totally start listening to that it's really cool um, you could become a patron a patron, And you get it every week You know, Joe would send it to you Well, not Joe directly, but you know, he's the one recording it uh, But yeah, thanks to them for making the show fun And thanks to you guys for making the show possible And thank you for being here while we do the show uh, This has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast Thank you guys so much for everything And we'll be back next week